So I ran into Ben Kenobi and Luke Skywalker. I had myself a pretty good little operation. They wanted a ride to Alderaan, and they're willing to pay enough so I didn't have to ask any questions. Now I'm in the middle of a rebellion. I'm spending half my time dodging Imperial ships and the other half avoiding Her Holiness. Not only that, but Jabba the Hutt's got a price on my head and he's put Boba Fett on my trail. Something tells me it's not going to get any better when the Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back comes to a theater near you on May the 21st, 1980. Call next month for new message. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 138 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Arash Dolachai, and my co-pilot for this evening's adventure into podcasting, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Buorgoyo, the man who came in with an inhaler this evening, the man who is going to be sucking on that inhaler probably throughout the podcast, not the first time, Mr. Les's (laughs) (laughs) Gonzalez. The man we call El Hombre. The man who buys his toys from a company on the internet that's named after my brother, Alibaba. Mr. Eric. Bought some cool Star Wars toys. Strathers. <laughs> What's happening, guys? How's everybody doing tonight? Your brother's name is not Alibaba. His name is Ali. Do you call him Baba? No, Baba means dad. I know. I, just, I don't call my brother dad, brother. but I'm saying Ali Baba. <laughs> I know. That's his nickname, Ali Baba. Oh. Yeah. Strathers, how the hell are you? Man, I'm great. I am great, followed by fantastic. Is everything coming up, Strathers? Everything is mostly coming up, Strathers. Okay, good. I, you know what does suck, though? And this isn't, this isn't about Star Wars or anything like that. It's about the fact that somehow... I have become the IT guy at my job. Thumbs down, sir. Thumbs oh. down. Yeah. Raj has a little experience yeah, in that. I know that. how that is, dude. I, I think they think, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into that why they think that is. But yeah, all of a sudden uh, I became the IT guy for our charter school <laughs> because there's nobody else because I know how to put Google.com. Yeah. <laughs> That's YouTube it. search how to turn on the yeah, computer. Exactly. That's pretty much it. But you're our technical guy here, Struthers. When anytime I have a problem, I, I go to you. That is true. They actually use that against me. 
<laughs> they heard it. They heard it and listened to it. <laughs> no, but boy, I could sure see that backfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boo, hi, boo, by the way, congrats on the one year. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Anniversary thank you. to Miss Downtown Brittany Brown. That's right. Yeah, it was one year on Saturday. Lady, I'm your knight in shining armor. And I love you. We had a fantastic weekend together. Great. You have made me what I am. Yeah, they had no full of dinners and, and uh, hanging out with people. So it was a great time. Every picture I saw, there was like a steak on the table. There's <laughs> like, there's a, yeah, there's all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> Disneyland. It only comes around one one time, you know, once a year. And, and right. the first anniversary is only one. So you got to make it true. That is and true. You better remember the 10th, dude. Oh, yeah. You better remember all of them. When it comes to oh, number 10, them, yeah. you better be like, yeah. I totally remember. I didn't forget. No, yeah, You got to remember all of them. No, it, it, and the funny thing is, is that I had to make clear way, way before the actual one year, which one are we going to count? The one where we had our first date or the one I asked you to be my, my girlfriend? I had to be clear. So I was like, I'm going to forget one of these Yeah, because right. I don't need it. You know, we're, we're shooting out. We're, we're going to jettison the garbage. I need to remember one. Yeah. So that's true. That and clear. props to her for make, making the effort to go see the Shazam Sneak, yes, sneak yes. preview on, on, on our Saturday, actual, on, on our actual anniversary. Our actual anniversary. And we're going to get into that. You know, we got a great opportunity to watch Shazam two weeks before it came mm-hmm. out. And uh, we're going to talk about it. But So what did she go with? The first date or the date that you finally asked her to be your steady? <laughs> the, the, the day that I actually finally asked her. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the day. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Good. Well, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. You're my lady. All right. Anything else? Anyone want to talk about? Les has been struggling with his health lately, and he had an opportunity to go see a doctor for the first time in like 25 years. And the doctor had a big realization, I mean, revelation for him. Oh, yeah. It was great, man. But, I mean, I've been coughing and short of breath and wheezing for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Still doing that. <laughs> Went and dropped some cash on some copays, x rays. And then the doctor goes, well, I don't see anything here. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to get some, I'm going to just get some Robitussin DM. It's over the counter. <laughs> get the purple drink. Just get the purple thing. I felt <laughs> immediately in my head, all I thought of was Chris Rock's comedy stand-up. Or yeah. stand-up where he's like, my dad put Robitussin on everything. Just put some Robitussin everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? He did prescribe me an inhaler for my wheezing. But, geez, I spent like an hour and a half. Just to be told to go get some cough syrup. Can you suck on that inhaler right now so people can hear I'm it? I'm actually supposed to take it four hours apart. I actually do follow instructions, sir. Mm, okay. I already did do it no, before no. we started. So. No, for, you, first time he goes to a doctor in 25 years, and now he fucking now he follows sticks instructions. To it. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Good, good, good. I realized I'm older, man. I can't just you know tough it out anymore. Yeah, that, that's true. That's the biggest thing. Speaking of toughing it out, I am going through a 10-day nutritional cleanse, and it's been one of the worst experiences of my goddamn life. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like no caffeine. It's a it's a veggie, pretty much a veggie cleanse. I've gone. I've taken a shit maybe 13 <laughs> times in, in the last 48 hours. It is a cleanse. They are um, I got the shakes because of the caffeine withdrawals. <laughs> I felt like I was getting the flu. Like I I came home today and I felt like my body was just beaten down. So I laid down and took a nap for 40 minutes. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this podcast. That's how bad it was. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling. So it's going to be. 10 days of hell, 
and then I'm going to go to Chicago and fucking eat all the deep dish pizza yeah, I possibly pizza. can. <laughs> ruin it all. There's supposed to be some great sandwiches out there, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm struggling. That's why I can't drink beer. You get a Modelo in front of you. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I'm just like, it's it's death. I know. I, I kind of felt bad just sitting here because, you know, you have water. Les has his, like, special sick water. I just got a beer. I just got a beer. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll live vicariously through you. Thank you. Well, let's give out the shenanigans. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like now. This is podcasting. Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. Check those out on makingstarwars.net. You can listen to all of them if you want. You can find us on social media, The Sith List at Facebook, on Twitter, at The Sith List, Boo. At The Sith List, Boo. Les at Les Morse and Mr. Strothers at Eric Strothers, and you can find us on all the other social media platforms. What are we else? What am I missing here? We have a Pinterest. There we go. <laughs> I actually have Periscope. Pinterest. I actually have a Pinterest. I do too, man. Tumblr. Hey, Pinterest oh. is amazing. And how much how much cool geek stuff is on Pinterest? I think when every time I tell somebody on Pinterest, they're like, ha 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 ha. But there's some great stuff on Pinterest. Boo and his buddy Johnny are going to be streaming on Twitch pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Battlefront sure. on Twitch. No, 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 sure. Yeah. But we do have a Twitch. The Sith List has a Twitch. But we just don't do anything on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You should be playing some Battlefront on there, dude. Also, some T Public situations. You can go on T Public, look yes. up the Sith List, and look up a cool shirt and buy a cool Ace Job shirt. There's two of them out there, and both of them are selling. Somebody else, the Blake Moo, our buddy Blake Moo, I think bought the other uh, version too, Mr. Strothers. So you might see a, a tank top awesome. wearing Blake Moo. Yeah. Thank you, my man. All right. Let's get into some box office report. Universal's release of Jordan Peele's Us dominated domestic box office, not only outperforming its opening weekend for several recent horror hits, but delivering the second largest opening ever for a live action original picture, topping the weekend box office at $70 million. Yeah. So Us made $70 million. Captain Marvel made $35 million still. Very close to a billion, by the way, worldwide. And Wonder Park made nine. Less than I. Got to see us. I don't think Boo went. Hell no. Okay. I talked to Mr. Struthers about it a little bit, uh, I think this morning. It was, I'm going to do a quick non-spoiler review. Yeah. Okay. Jordan Peele's becoming what M. Night was in his first couple movies with the Alfred Hitchcock comparisons, but I think he's doing it, I'm not going to say in a better way, he's doing it in a different way, and he's picking more thriller and horror kind of feel. Loved us. I didn't think it was as scary as everybody talked about, but I thought it was very intense and it was a mind fuck. And I absolutely loved the ending. And if you, I will not spoil the ending. I'll just tell you this, that the ending is right there in front of you the entire movie. Yes. Thousand, you're just sticking but shit I, out. But me saying you. that is not going to spoil it because you won't figure no, it out. It's no. a dream. No. Yeah. No. It's a coma. No, no, no. no. Uh, but it, it was fantastic. Acting was great. And I understand why all the critics said Lupita Nyong'o knocked it out of the park because she fucking knocked it out of the park. And it, it made me think that we are not getting the full Lupita Nyong'o. No, no, no. She's limited in Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, limited. Very and, limited. And, and, and it kind of pissed do. me off when I was watching mm-hmm. us. I was thinking she should have been a bigger character in the trilogy. Yeah, in this she next trilogy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, that's... She's fantastic. That's unfortunate, man. but... I'm going to go the opposite direction of you, Raj. You didn't like it? You no, I loved shit. us. Oh, okay. But when you talk about Jordan Wait, wait, Peele, say that again. What, you and I? I loved us? Thank you. I just wanted to hear it. Oh, wow. Sorry, Eric. I'm moving in again, dude. <laughs> That's fine, man. I'm taking it back, dude. Uh, <laughs> no, I, as far as uh, the comparisons to M. Night for yeah. Jordan Peele, I think we talked about that 
He's got way more of a foundation than M. Night. What do you mean he has a more of a foundation? Like, he started in front of the camera. Mm. M. Night did come in, like, you know, he, he was meteoric. Like, Sixth Sense and Signs, great movies. Mm-hmm. But he also started getting formulaic. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He he became this caricature of himself. Yeah, like, he, he tried just, to outdo himself. He just tried to do the same formula, but, oh, I make pizza, but I'm going to make it bigger this time. Or I'm going to put more cheese this time. Or I'm going to put different meats. Like, it was just, okay, it's still a pizza, Mr. Shyamalan. Jordan Peele has got the comedic range. Like I said, he's been in front of the camera. He started on TV. He's written. He's done it all. I think he's going to be a little bit safer. I don't think he's going to have, you know, the same type of meltdown. And Jordan Peele's already said, look, I'm not doing blockbusters. I'm not touching those things yet. He's actively avoided something that could get him criticism. He's like, I'm going to stick with the original ideas. Well, I, I don't know if it's so much avoided. The studios weren't going to give him big blockbuster money. His first Until he movies. proved himself. Well, yeah. But he's even said so now, like, don't give me any Marvel movies or anything. No, like no, that. he doesn't want You know that. what I mean? Like, he's just a slightly different, he's probably a more calculated M. Night. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah. But I really don't like putting him in the same. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just theme. saying that the comparisons to M. Night in the first couple movies. Right. Eric, you remember when everybody compared him to Hitchcock and he put himself oh, in yeah, movies like course, Hitchcock. Man. Yeah. And his first couple of movies were like pretty oh, impressive. They were great. Yeah. And he's were. a writer, producer, director, and so is Jordan Peele. Yes. First two movies, very, very impressive. What That's I'm going to say saying. about Jordan Peele, though, he's just making very good choices right now. And if this is the wave or if this is the future for producers or just content creators, then go for it. Full steam ahead. The movie was great. Lupita definitely deserves all the award talk. She's going to get nominated for Definitely category. all the award talk because she was amazing. She was. And by the I, way, the movie cost $20 million to make. That's it. Yes. $20 million. Go see us, everybody. Please. Key question. Uh, has a, has an a actor or actress been nominated for a horror movie? As far as like the Oscars and things like that? Wow, that is a great question. Because I, I, I feel that, you know, like with the animated space or with the comic book space, it's very hard for an actor in those, those realms, those genres to get even recognized for a fantastic acting performance you know, let alone horror has just kind of been like the, oh, that's over there. Right. That's, it, it's even less than the comic book I wonder if Jack Nicholson movie. was nominated for The Shining. I'm not sure. Ooh. He should have been. Yeah. I think Les is on, our crack team is on it, I think. There we go. Yeah. But again, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Boo, it's not as freaky as the, I'm telling you right now, uh, the other one, um, Get Out, uh-huh. same thing. Everybody thought it was going to be this crazy, scary film. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It was more of a thriller. Mm-hmm. This is the same type of thing. It's violent mm. and it's disturbing, okay. but it's not like really scary, scary. Okay. So I think, yeah. and and the violence is what the type of violence you That's like. That's how I would dig it. Yeah. yeah. All exactly. right. And Elizabeth Moss was great in it, by the mm. way. I would just say that. Okay. But definitely check it out. And after you check it out, go online and look at all the Easter eggs and look at all the, the kind of the misguided information that he puts in just to throw you off. He's really good at that. So- Great job, Jordan Peele. Sithless seal of approval. Go see us. <laughs> and go see This Is Us on Channel 4 on Thursday night, on Tuesday night. I think it's time because we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We're getting down to less than two weeks away. I think it's time for a little Star Wars news. 
Mr. Struthers. Yeah, baby. All I, yeah, uh, so, I want to say, first of all, is that I get to see Mr. Eric Struthers and on the live camera. We decided to do a live camera today, and I'm just it's just the beautiful image of his beautiful locks in my face, and I love it. And he's and he's got studious glasses. He just took them off. Though. I don't know. He's, yeah, he was wearing some studious glasses. It was like the whole package. <laughs> I can beautiful. put it back on if it if it makes you feel better. No, 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 okay, no. so we've got news of a couple of varieties. Number one, let's talk about Star Wars Celebration first, and then the other one second. So the big news is we talked about this last week, and of course, seconds, mere seconds after we got done recording, boom, here comes a slew of information, as is typical. The the panel lottery system was has been fleshed out and now i'm just going to put this out there this is to the best of my understanding because they've added little updates here and there as it's gone okay but by the time you guys hear this the lottery will be getting well underway now here's what i can't recommend enough don't do it the first day of course again by this time you've already it's already past that when you hear this but here's the thing. When you enter the lottery has no bearing on your chances of winning. So wait and see what problems people hit. Okay? For example, I have a personal concern going on about the fact that I have a media badge and a badge that I paid for. And I'm hooking somebody else up with this badge, but I want to make sure that both are eligible to be in the lotteries. So here's the deal. They've changed a couple of things that were the biggest concerns. When you are in the lottery, you're using if you're using the email address associated with your badge order, you get however many entries directly related to how many badges you bought in that order. You bought four badges, boom, you got four entries. That way you and your your posse, you guys all get in. Pretty neat, yeah. Well, it is neat, except what happens to everybody else in the world who are grown-ass people who don't buy all of their celebration badges together? Well, they heard our cries and they did something about it. You can get a group code and enter as a group with up to six people or six badges, okay? Now... Still a little bit of confusion about whether it's by the activation number that's on your badge, which is on the, the QR code that's on the back, or if it's by the email address associated with the orders. For example, let's say that Araj, Les, and Boo all got theirs on one order. Let's just say. I know they didn't, but let's just say. Well, then when Araj would enter into a group, they would be three people. That would be three entries for Raj, so he would only be able to combine into a group with people that were totaled three or less. So what you do, you go to the Celebration website, get your group code, make sure everybody has it and uses it when they enter the lottery. Okay, so there's that, all right? And again, it's only the first panel of each day. That's the only one that is a lottery. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It's the only the now, first panel of each day. I didn't know that. Yeah, because that's the, the first panel of each day is the big money panel. Uh-huh. Money and I, yeah, and it's 
I'm pretty sure it's every stage is up for lottery grabs. Which is a little weird because what I'm wondering is, is on the celebration stage, that's the live room for the episode nine panel, right? Well, you, if you don't get that, I don't know that it automatically shoves you into one of the overflow panels where it's oh, video. Yeah. So it's like, do you have to enter all of them? <laughs> and then that's if you crazy. enter the, if you enter the video stream ones, does that somehow hurt your chances of winning the live one? Oh, it's just everything's so upside down. But anyway, so you will be using the app, which, by the way, as of the time we're recording right now, which is Wednesday night, it has not updated yet to the Celebration Chicago face where you can do all this stuff that they talk about. Hasn't yet, but it'll, it'll be any, any second. You don't have to do it through the app. You can do it through the website also. So anyway, there it is. To the best of my understanding, that is how the panel lottery system works now. All of the virtual queuing and all that stuff will still apply for all of the other panels. You can make panel reservations ahead of time. That's not the lottery. So you make reservations for these panels ahead of time. So that means people have to go scrambling and we need to strategize and go, okay, boo, you're going to go put our name down or your name for these panels. Roger's going to enter his well, badge for the big one. Not necessarily. I think once you put the group into that panel, we cannot do that separate shenanigans. Correct, Eric? Um, I, here's the deal, though, man. Really, there's only going to be, you only need, the lotteries are only for the first ones of each day. Mm-hmm. Right. So what you need to do is take a look at the schedule. And here's, mm-hmm. here's the deal, man. It's kind of a no-brainer. Day, num- day one, it's uh, episode nine. Right. Right. Well, on the, fri- Monday, the Friday is the Friday is right. Yeah. Thursday is just the right. open Th- day. Thursday there is none. Thursday is just yeah. a preview day. Right. But but so Friday's episode nine. Monday is the Phantom Menace panel. Uh, the Mandalorian panel is Sunday. Is that Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. And then and Saturday. Saturday is. Um, Oh man, I don't have it in front of Saturday. me. Saturday's Phantom Menace. If I'm no, not no, 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 right? no, no. That's Monday. That's Monday. Oh, I don't know what Saturday is. Saturday's supposed to be resist. Is it? Oh, the Clone Wars, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, maybe that's the one. Yeah, Uh-oh, here we are. But, but yeah. Now here's the thing, man. I I don't I can't I don't think I said this last week. I'm sorry, I get all confused because I know we talked about this at length. Here's the panels are like an hour long, right? Okay, this is going to be the dopest of times. Don't let what happens for 60 minutes of one of the days wreck the entire rest of the time you have there. That's true. Seriously, don't. Yeah, yeah you're right, Here, Eric. I mean, yeah, would it, would it be... Will it be a bummer if I don't get in the episode nine panel? Absolutely it will. But here's the thing. I'm still going to be there in Chicago with all of my friends. I'm still going to go to Steele's show. I'm st- all that stuff is still going to be a thing. Right. 60 minutes of one day is not going to wreck my attitude for the rest of the time. No, exactly. Don't let it wreck yours. Don't let it rob your joy, man. That's true. Okay. Great advice. Well, hold on. Hold on, Eric. Well, one last question. So, so... We're going to do the whole group code thing for episode nine. What if you want to be part of multiple groups, maybe a, a different configuration of a different group of people? Ooh, I don't think your badge can lap over. Well, no, 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 no not, not for the same panel, but for a, oh. a different panel. Let's say I want to go to yeah. the Mandalorian panel with Eric Struthers. Exactly. And not with everybody else. Exactly. 
Now, that is a fine question. That's a good question. I wonder if you can be grouped up, because here's the deal, man. It's per panel, per badge. So, like, if you, obviously, let's say you have a Saturday-only badge, you cannot throw in for the Episode 9 panel, which is on Friday. So that is a fabulous question. Well, and that, again... That's why by the time you guys hear this, the thing will have been open for it'll be the third day that it's open. It's from Friday to Thursday. Wait and see, (laughs) because it doesn't matter when you do it. Just wait and Mm -hmm. see what happens. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. I'm just worried about there's so many mechanisms to fail. Yes, that it's going to fail somehow, some way. There's too many pieces. Yeah, and and also if I don't get into any of these panels, I'm going to blame Eric. Don't blame Eric. Well, I mean that's that's your joy, man. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to blade read pop. That's for sure. Hey, uh, I found back to our uh, booze question about the horror thing. Oh, okay. A crack team finds the answer. So according to IMDb, The Exorcist had Ellen Burstyn. And Linda Blair. Wow. Then uh, Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie for Carrie. Wow. Mm. Sissy Spacek, Piper okay. Laurie. Okay. They great. were both nominated. They obviously didn't win. Yeah. Oh, well. Obviously. And I'm, I'm happy to be wrong. That's good. That's very cool. Well, thank you, crack team. Yeah. On that crack. Cool. Well, and there <laughs> you go. There you go. Okay, there great. Go. So, celebration. We're back to celebration. Uh, yeah, Eric is absolutely right. Don't let 60 Minutes ruin your time at Celebration. You'll be able to see. And another point Eric made to me off air one of these one of these days we were talking was you're going to be staring at the massive screens anyways because you're not going to be that close. So you're, the entire time you're staring at screens. So if you are in a spillover room, it's pretty much like you're in the real room because you're staring at the screens anyways. Right, exactly. That's that's a phenomenon that, you know, I work at a church. I've talked about it several times, but we see it. People are looking at the IMAG screens, right. and it's and then they're like, oh, we can't watch the, the person on video. Bullshit. Well, mm-hmm. no, you have been the whole time. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> You're just trying right. to convince yourself yet that you haven't. Yeah. But it happens anyway. in con- It happens in concerts, too. If you're sitting way the hell back in the back sections, you just stare at the... Massive screens now. It's so high quality and the pixels are so amazing that. Well, yeah, and then yeah, no matter you'd literally have to be first row to actually see yeah. the the guy talking. All you see is like a a human human shape just moving around, mm-hmm. you know, holding an instrument or singing. Yeah, so yeah, the screens are so much better. Yeah, yeah. everything yeah. will be fine, guys. It'll all be good. We'll all be together. We'll have a great time. And for the people okay. that aren't going to the celebration. Uh, we wish you were going, but yeah. check out the YouTube channel, the Star Wars channel, because they will have all the live stuff going on at the, all at the. Uh, they have their own TV and their own channel. If you haven't watched it, which is pretty, pretty, they do a pretty good job, actually. I remember one year, I think London, I was staring at that thing twenty four seven. Thing was amazing. So check that out. There was also some news today about Episode Nine, correct, Mister Strathers? Yeah, we don't know what this is actually. I mean, it's a poster of some sorts. I don't know that it's going to be the movie poster or if it's just a poster that you're going to be able to buy in a store. There's some things mm-hmm. about it that don't look done to me. Mm-hmm. You know, some couple of Photoshop elements. Right. But I've got to tell you, it is pretty dope looking. We see the Knights of Ren. And we see... There it is. Yeah, yeah, there's Kylo Ren. He's And he's holding his... 
cross guard lightsaber and a really cool grip. It's yeah. very reminiscent of a move that Ray pulls whenever she takes down the uh, Praetorian Guard. There are some stormtroopers. We see one that has a clone style set of um, lenses for the eyes. It looks like a cross between a clone trooper and a first order trooper. Where is that one? Right in the middle. The first one? The one in the middle. The red guy? Oh, the red guy. Oh, you mean the one of the red stormtroopers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The rest of them look a little more standard except Mm -hmm. for that guy in the front. But maybe it's just the angle. But yeah, the red stormtroopers. It does. It looks a little bit like. The well, clone. Eric, check out check out the two guys behind him. They have the same helmet directly behind their, his ears. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. But the ones to the sides. Don't. The I wonder if that's don't. just the, the straight on is what's making it look different. Yeah, that's interesting. But um, and then let's see, we've got. I think that's Carrie Russell in the purple. Yeah, here it looks like Kerry Russell and BB-8's next to him and that sidekick that Jason was talking about all this time. That mm-hmm. thing is uh, his, his sidekick, right? Dio. Or his, his nuisance or whatever it is. Yeah. Dio. And, oh, Dio. Dio. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Some aliens, the, the Falcon, and the what appears to be the Skywalker mm. lightsaber in Ray's hand. It's got the grip configuration. I'm trying to zoom in without wrecking it because it's not it's not like it's a billion pixels by a billion pixels. Yeah, it's definitely not. But it looks to me like the the grips are like the actual prop saber, not the one that she used during the battles. Okay. In episode 8 because the the grips are completely different. They made it to where it was easier to handle and spin. It looks like the Graflex Saber, where the middle, though, is joined together with what appears to be some um, copper gaff tape. It's hard to say what yeah, that right, is. Right in the middle there, yeah. Yeah, between her hands. And there's Chewbacca. And, okay, here's the, here's the last thing to the say. Most, po- and this, most pol- polarizing thing, right? Yeah. And this is, you know, we, we heard from the people who saw the footage of episode nine at the Disney shareholders meeting that they saw Ray holding Chewbacca's bowcaster. And mind you, I mean, who knows? So that's, it's a blip here and there it's gone. But in this, we see C3PO holding it Mm -hmm. and he's wearing Chewbacca's bandolier, which is not a good sign. And you know, that had actually been our good friend, Jason Ward, had mentioned this before. I guess this confirms it. But why is that? Where's Chewbacca? Why doesn't he have it? Right. Ugh. I tell right. you what, man. He is the one that I am not equipped to have him die. I just, if there's anybody in there that I feel like should make it through, and mind you, that is all speculation. This is a picture. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm just saying right. based on this. But but the in he's he, he's been very selfless. His entire arc in this has been selfless. It's canon that he's got a kid and a family on his home planet. He has been traveling with Han Solo because of of a of a life debt. Mm-hmm. And in 
his race's span of time, he's not old. He's not in the you know the golden years of his life. He's got a lot of Wookiee so, years left, man. Yeah, if there's anybody in this that deserves, in my mind, to like ride off into the sunset, it's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember when Ralph told us that he thinks kick, bo- kick boss Ralph told us that he yeah. thinks that the Falcon's gone and he thinks Chewbacca's a goner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I I hope he's not true. I hope that he's not right about this. I'm I, not. I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling. I I don't get that that gut feeling. You know, if if I had showed you that Finn was wearing Poe's jacket and you didn't know that, you know, the whole crash thing and stuff like that, did you know that Poe was still alive? You know, that kind of thing? Well, you know, no, no, I'm saying as far as like an image, you saw Poe in the, in the jacket right. and you saw Finn later, that kind of thing. I'm, I'm not feeling it too much. But here's the thing. This is the last one. Mm-hmm. We've never seen him. We've never seen anybody else other than Han just last uh, episode seven use yeah. that bowcaster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, it, man? I hope you're right, Boo. I just, I just think it's pretty cool to see C three PO holding. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty he crazy. Looks bad. This ass. is everything that every kid back in the day used to do with their action figures. Oh yeah, make three PO relevant mm-hmm. <laughs> while you're f- playing around and messing around. Mm-hmm. That's what this looks like. Yeah, it could be nothing. I, 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 but I do think it's cool. I don't know what's there to hate on. I, I would. Oh, you know what sucks, man. So you know, I'm a member of the 501st, and some of the people in my garrison, they, the, the, the modern Star Wars movies to them are a heinous crime against humanity. Right. And I'm like, that's really a bummer to hear, of for people who are so entrenched in it to be so negative about it, and quite frankly, all like semi elitist at times. And this isn't the 501st as a whole, and this isn't my garrison as a whole. I'm just saying. Right. A handful of people, like, practically pulling you aside going, um, were you just kidding when you mentioned that you thought maybe The Last Jedi was your favorite Star Wars movie right now? Like, they're going to stage an intervention, you know? I'm like, really? What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I find, I'm, I'm disappointed that, that you would react that way. But anyhow. Man. Yeah, and it's cool that we got something. I mean, this is a leak, and obviously, and... And I see people are bitching about people retweeting the leak image, but uh, this is something that you're going to see within a week or two, by the way. I mean, you're going to see right. a lot more than this. So people need to just chill and relax. If you don't, if you're that die, die hard and you don't want to see these kind of things, don't go on Twitter. Yeah. I, that's the thing, man. It's not, I understand why people might not want to see this. Yeah. Stay, stay back. There's yeah. this, there's nothing in here that is a huge spoiler. The no. first second that there's a toy on the shelf or the second that trailer, airs, it's, it's I, I don't know, man. I feel like people are making a mountain out of a molehill. But, right. but yeah, stay off Twitter. Stay it's, off. I do think that's going to be the Star Wars logo down, down at the bottom, though. I think they're going to stick with that. You think they're going to just go with that one, huh? Yeah. The, yeah. Traditional. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's traditional. Maybe. Yeah, they might change. Imagine if they completely changed the font. Oh, the time about like, uproar. They do like uh, Ariel Narrow. Or Comic like Sans. That. Yeah, Comic Sans. <laughs> Times Roman. Just change it up. It's the last one. I, I do the, no. the, I do like that we have the J.J. Abrams uh, light flare in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on Ray's saber shining yeah. right out through the that whatever that is behind yeah, there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We have a On the Throne with King Tom, and it has to do with this poster. If you want to start something-
Let's do On the Throne with King Tom. Gentlemen, the King! Hey there, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. So I'm sure you guys have already talked about this, but today a bunch of promo images from Star Wars Episode Nine and an interestingly put together poster hit the internet. I have to say I'm I'm really liking it. it I, I have a, a ton of questions, and obviously we don't know anything, but it's got the Episode Nine anticipation flowing. With Celebration just two weeks away at this point, I think we're in a time period where we're going to start seeing a lot very soon, which is always a, a great time period if, if you're a fan of these or any types of movies when you start seeing official things hearing more details about what's going to happen in the movie because early on you have a lot of speculation and then very few official things but then now maybe the scales are tilting towards less speculation and more concrete news which has got me thinking not just about Star Wars movies, but the other types of movies of which we're fans. You know, you'll have spoilers, and some spoilers turn out to be dead-on accurate, but a lot of times there's informed speculation or spoilers that end up being just plain wrong. Thinking back to a lot of the spoilers we've gotten for other Star Wars movies, and I'm wondering, are there any items that you may have heard about in the past that you thought, oh, hey, that's going to be a really cool thing to be part of a movie. And then you end up seeing the movie and it's not part of the movie. And I'm not talking about hmm. the Rogue One trailer or things that we we saw in trailers, you know, footage that was not part of the movie. But things you've heard that were legitimate spoilers or very informed speculation that ended up not being in the movie. Uh, I'll give you an example of one of mine. Back maybe six months or so before the release of the Last Jedi, we first heard about the Porks. We heard that they would be hanging out with Rey and doing things on Octo, and I think there was a scene that someone said there were lights following Rey around as she did something in her training on Octo, and it, it, a lot of people were saying, oh, these are going to be little creatures of the Force, or the Force manifesting itself as Rey is undergoing her Jedi training. Mm -hmm. Something like the, the Mortis arc in the Clone Wars. And I thought... Something like that would have been really cool to see on film as part of a Star Wars movie. And you know, we never got that. It didn't make the movie any less for me. Still love the movie, love what we got. But at the same time, I, I thought seeing something like that as part of the movie and not just in one of the animated TV shows would have been really cool. But I'm wondering if, if you guys have anything like that for not just a Star Wars movie, but for a Marvel movie or any other type of film. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. Well, thanks, King Tom. That's a, another great question. Uh, I remember I was very excited when I first heard, and I don't remember if the, the rumors were legitimate, but I, th I think they were. Eric, you can back me up on this. Is when the Force Awakens before I was a Force Awakens. No, no. When before Last Jedi came out, there was a rumor that that Kylo and um, Ray were going to battle on Octu, and Luke was going to step in and help. Stuff like that. That was like a big rumor at the time. And I thought that would have been badass. Or the Knights of Ren were going to show up and it was going to be a big old battle and Luke was just going to slay all of them. Um, so I, I got really pumped up about that one. And obviously we didn't see that. Uh, maybe we'll see it in this one. Uh, maybe that's something JJ had mine to do and Ryan Johnson didn't want to do it. But that's, that's something for me. And also I remember the Marvel commercials where they showed the Hulk running 
yeah. on Wakanda. That was mine. We never saw that, and that was just to throw us off. Yeah. And I know you hated that. I did. Eric, how about you, Eric? Do you remember anything that you really wanted to see that you heard about? The one that you just said about the Knights of Ren. Oh, you remember that one? Okay, good. That was the one I was specifically thinking about when King Tom was talking about this. Uh, There were a couple of other things that, mind you, it was, when I say maybe not spoiler, but some, like a lot of speculation that maybe wasn't informed, is during the trailer for The Last Jedi in the scenes that we see play out in the movie exactly as shown, we really questioned whether it was just trailer magic where Kylo Ren is approaching the capital ship where his mom is on the helm and he's got his thumb on the trigger and then you see her and you see him and when you see Princess or when you see General Leia, it looks like the people are walking in slow motion behind her. But you, you don't realize it's actually slow motion. It just looks like people are walking. But because of the intensity of the scene, their slow motion actually looks like normal speed walking because they're running. You know what I'm saying? So right. you saw it and you assumed, oh, yeah, they just that's a two different scenes that they stuck together to make you think. And then whenever it happened in the movie, I was like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it's as yeah, as far as something that I was really pumped up for and then had it fall through, I can't I can't think of anything off the top of my head for really any movies. Well, I was, you know, for the episode 9 or the episode 8 trailer when you see Rey, you know, when when the when well, kind of like a semi battle between her and Luke, we knew that they were going to get into like a scuffle, but then you see her raise her lightsaber in aggressive fashion. I was like, "Oh shit. Mm-hmm. What is she doing or who is she raising it against? Is is Kylo there?" I was like, "Oh shit, you know, like you said, there's a rumor that they're going to fight on Octu and stuff like that. I was like, is she going to make a choice whether or not to strike him down? Or is she going right. to maim him in some way? No, that was just, was it put in reverse where she's actually lowering her lightsaber in a kind of, you know, uh, resting fashion where she's like, okay, this fight's over. That kind of irked me where I was just like, oh, shit, what happened? Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, the scene just turned out differently, but I, yeah, that, that's the only one. I me. remember a scene that I'm glad that didn't happen, that it was a major, major rumor, was the intro to Force Awakens with the hand and the lightsaber floating in space oh, that's and landing right. and having some, uh, a couple of people finding it. Mm-hmm. That was legitimately in the script, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, right, Eric? That was something that yeah, that's was from my happen. understanding. Yeah, yeah, that was that was actually in a draft, and I'm glad they didn't do. It. I Me actually too. thought of another one. Which I actually one? thought of another one in where trailer. Um, it was for the uh, Age of Ultron. Oh, okay. And I remember the speculation being that that movie was going to be really good, and then it turned out it wasn't. Oh, oh wow. Hater. Not a fan of the Ultron, I see. It was a very underrated Marvel movie. Oh, is it? You think it's underrated? Age of Ultron? Yeah, it's very good. Not, yeah, a lot of people have... To, it gets just lost in the 20-something movies. Yeah, in the it decade of really time. really damn good. Yeah, it is fantastic. All right, Eric. That's what you did there. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just happy Eric has actually seen it. <laughs> that's true, Eric. Let's, seen let's just applaud him for that. Yeah, that, yeah man, I saw it this morning. Very <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. In anticipation of tonight's episode, right? That's great. Well, thanks, King Tom. That was a uh, that was a great question, and hopefully, we see the trailer at celebration. And we fucking better. Yeah, we better and get a title. Maybe the, what they'll do for the title is give it to us on Thursday, 
like while we're like on the floor and just like looking at stuff in the preview day. And then we can think about the trail, like Eric said, give us a day to think about it and then go in on Friday and just like get it all in. Let's hope. Yeah, I don't know what I hope for now as far as the title reveal goes. And I'm so late in the game, right? Yeah, I, I, it's amazing that they've been able to keep this secret considering that we're just two short weeks away from celebration where plainly the title will be like, well, hell, maybe it won't be. Maybe they'll sit on it some more. I just don't know how they could. Yeah, that's. That's that's what I was thinking right now. Maybe they just hold on to it till you know till fucking December when it comes out and be like, "Yeah, it's just episode nine until you actually sit down and, and the scroll starts." You're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it's not until the fucking credits. Oh, <laughs> oh at the very end. Oh, that'd be yeah. so cruel. Yeah, that would be <laughs> and, and the last part of the credits where where they show the movie title again. Yeah, right there. So yeah. you have to sit through the entire thing. It says like filmed in Georgia. Yeah, it's like and, exactly. And, and Quebec. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, title and, and no animals are harmed in the making of this film. Yeah, thank you yeah. to the Teamsters and yeah. all that. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that'd be so cruel. That would be shitty. <laughs> That would be really shitty. We're gonna do next week. Remind me, we'll do before. Well, the week before celebration, we'll do our guess a prediction. Okay. What the title is gonna be? And it could be a off the wall baddie <laughs> as hell. But everybody do a guess. It'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be rad. Well, we got an. We're going into the pop culture breakdown and stuff like that. We got an email from Kent, and uh, Kent said Disney has. Uh, first of all, thank you, Kent, for sending us an email. Disney has access to all the Lucasfilm properties so far. They've concentrated on Star Wars. I know that another Indiana Jones movie is coming, but when do you think they'll clean Indy's expanded universe like they did Star Wars? I would like if they kept all the Harrison Ford movies, of course, even Crystal Skull, but started over with a young Indy. They could do a TV show, animated series, and comics and comic books or books. What do you think? Interesting or not? Pipe Dream? Thanks, Kent. Ooh, I love talking about Indy. a big fan of indie mr strothers heck yeah man uh i don't know what to think about this though do you want here's a question for all of you we're gonna get harrison ford doing another indie movie right Uh, a geriatric indie we're gonna get that and then we're gonna do you want a an young indie television show or do you want a reboot do you want him to pass the torch on to somebody else what is your view on this. Les, you go first and I'll go with everybody. What do you, what do you want out of Indiana Jones? You uh, need, wait, I, do you need to suck on your inhaler? I'm just, I'm just asking. I don't want you to die. You're dumb. Okay, go ahead. All right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what I would like is <laughs> maybe a streaming, you know, a, a young indie on the Disney Plus. That'll work for me. Um, if they're going to do feature films, then pass the torch because you, you have no choice. You're going to have to. I want what, specifics. What Who do you pass the torch to? I don't know. I'm man. just kidding. I, I really don't know. know. Right uh, now, take your pick. Yeah. Oscar Isaacs. Shia Buff. You really want to do that? No, I'm kidding. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, if you say that one, I might as well say Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Aww. Uh, actually, it would be oh, pretty on, cool to get. That. 
I'm just kidding. He'll be there for a movie and then he'll no, no, disappear. No. Uh, what I'm saying is be back a, on my thought. Like Wait, what'd you say? What'd you say? He said Joaquin Phoenix. I was just dicking around. Oh, Joaquin. I thought you said River. No, no. Because River, well, <laughs> oh, River, was. River was in Young, Young Indiana Indian. Jones. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was. Okay, the circle he comes was. back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, how, that's why I said ah. Oh, no. Yeah. I said Joaquin. Just no, Joaquin's too old now to be No, but as far as like good actors who just kind of go nuts every now and again. Yeah, Joaquin. Yeah. Yeah, and Shalabba. No, yeah. but what we should, what I would like to see is maybe Indiana Jones is too old to go adventuring, but he's the tactical guy. Okay. You know what I mean? And he's like, hey, giving the maps to the young protege and sending them to go get stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like to see a young TV show. Mm-hmm. On, like to, on Disney Plus? Yes. A Very young possible. TV show. I don't want him to pass the torch. No. I don't. I wow. don't. But let me clarify. If he's, if, they're gonna make movies. I would rather have a young indie movie. I do. I want Indiana Jones to stay the same. But if they do choose to pass the torch, I want him to be the dean of what, what college is yet. And that's what I meant. Yeah, like have him be. You know, he's Notre Professor Jones. Professor sure. Jones. And yes, he stays at the university. His top students. He sends yes. them out. Yeah, like a oh, squad or something. Yes. So, cool. so like he had oh, like an indie squad. He had uh, what's the guy's name? Maxwell or something like that. His yeah the 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 guy who resigned in Crystal Skull and stuff like that. I want him to be the dean of the school. You know he sees yeah he sees the a new professor or a new student and you know somebody's he, he's got potential. If they are gonna make movies, that's what I want. I still want Harrison in then yeah, but not kicking ass that kind okay. of thing. Okay yeah yeah because yeah, he's dead if he runs into any kind of oh yeah yeah at yeah. this point there's no running no <laughs> he's huffing and there puffing, is yeah. there's, no, there's no flying sh- either for him oh, yeah exactly away from something and he's gone he's a goner yeah one, one solid he, yeah he can't take punches anymore no one more solid. disparaging remarks about Harrison Ford on this podcast ever again. I'm not dogging the man out no, but... we're just we're just being real here the man's old so you want it to stay in like 1940s yes 1930s yeah because because I think 50s? I think it goes any further because what the crystal skull was in the 50s I think it goes any further than that we start losing things a lot more things are found out you know like the amazon is figured out a lot more of the world is is figured out there's there's a lot less of unknown places where we're like well no we know that places yes exactly so so i i think you start to lose the 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 shine of indiana jones and you know the unknown and you know things like that so it either has to stay in the same time frame or go even earlier when he was younger yeah Interesting. And by the way, you said Uncharted. Ah, yes. We're going to get Uncharted with Tom Holland, which is pretty much Indiana Jones. Yes. Eric, what what, what you say about Mr. Jones? Jones. Dr. Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Man, that's really hard. I do think if it was going to be like a pass the torch situation, you've got to be able to have the first one of of a series where he's heavily involved. Kind of like like sending his guy out, but him showing up wherever the guy ends up ahead of him. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the guy has to go through all these, all this stuff and find whatever it is he's supposed to find. But whenever he gets to point B, there's Harrison Ford, there's Indiana Jones. I mean, like what, what took you so long? But I don't, I don't want to see a reboot. I don't want to see the same exact movie time periods taking place with somebody else. That's not Harrison Ford. I I think that I definitely don't want to see him struggling to be an action star. Yeah. And so, yeah, that would be the best case scenario. Now, if you're going to do a young, I'm not real hip on a young Indiana Jones film. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that could be something that was great, but I do think a, a TV series where you could 
deal with some of like the more like the banalities of life better than you could trying to cram it into a big screen event. So yeah, I, I think either the passing the torch where he's involved or a young Indiana Jones TV show on the Disney plus streaming service. God, Disney plus has got so many great opportunities that they can just do so many great things between star Wars, their Disney products. Now, all the Fox products and Indiana Jones and Lucasfilm. Gosh, they got they got it going on for That's decades, for sure. decades and decades and decades. Wow, that was a great question. Thank you so much for that. That can't I and mean, we really appreciate it. We love talking Indiana Jones. And I can't wait to see another indie. Mm-hmm. Um, what's What's worse, Eric, and for you guys, is an aging action superhero or an aging rock star on stage? That's a rough one, right? Is it is it worse to what? see Mick Jagger running around like crazy? Well, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, they've been old for about 50 years. So it's, it's I, I only know them as old now. Um, but seeing Tom Cruise, who's still got it, but like a Harrison Ford, Liam Neeson, getting to that age, even Arnold. Denzel, Arnold, yeah, that's Sly. Some, that one hurt for me. Yeah, yeah Sly. Um, Van Damme. Yeah, exactly. Is yeah, that harder to see still whoop my than to, <laughs> to, to see some of our heroes, it. like uh, musical heroes, on stage, getting older. When I see some of the musicians that I've loved as they age, if they're maturing, like their style of music is maturing along with them, then I think it's awesome. Okay. If as they grow, but if if okay, if Van Halen were to put out a record that was like Van Halen one, that's oh, that's all about you know, chase and tail and all this stuff <laughs> that, that just wouldn't be that interesting to me. Now, obviously when they perform shows, they've got to play their hits, but it's, it's if they're progressing in their music, then I, I find it palatable. I am so glad you brought up Van Halen because this, this is a prime example of where when I was a kid, my, my dream was to watch, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, sorry, Eddie Van Halen. David Lee Roth with yeah, Van yeah, Halen. Yeah, yeah. Right? I got That's to immediately see, what I pictured when he said Van Halen. Well, I'm I got like, to oh. see Van Hagar three times. And yes. don't get me wrong. They were great live. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable musicians. Sammy Hagar is a great front guy. But it wasn't David Lee Roth. No. I still enjoyed it immensely. And it was one of my f- first like five concerts ever. And it was, like blew my mind. Um, girls in leather and people having sex in the bathrooms. And it was like, oh, my God, this is rock and roll. Um, but I got, Lorena got me tickets to go see Van Halen for my, I think it was my birthday or she, Christmas or something, uh, recently over the last, like about two years ago when they did a reunion Ooh. tour and I felt so not bad for them, but it was so such a letdown because David Lee Roth seemed like a L- Vegas lounge act to me now. And, right. uh, and it, it, he didn't sound good. He wasn't moving around. I, I, Wish I wouldn't have been able to see what I saw because I have that impression in my head. And oh yeah, he's got the tights on. He's jumping around. He's that doing was Van Halen. Thing. Yeah, and yeah. You're now, like, oh, look at him, energetic. Yeah. yeah but, so ooh. Eddie Van Halen still killed it. Obviously, he's so talented. It just wasn't Van Halen. But you know what? I've seen the Stones two or three times, and they still bring it every night. And Mick Jagger still does the things he did 56 years ago. So that that's because he made a deal with the devil. Yeah. Well, see, his see, face but, didn't. Yeah, really. There's there's a cost. 
Yeah. See, my my thing is like with actors, you can hide certain things. You can have stunt doubles, mm-hmm. you know, facial, you know, we, we, even now with like yeah, Disney and right. stuff like that, aging, de aging and stuff like that. You can hide certain things better. But with a rock star, the voice goes, their energy goes. People just because of the rock star lifestyle, people die. Things like that, <laughs> right. you know. So I I think it's harder to see our you know our our our, our musical talent just deteriorate you mm-hmm. see them like uh what is it like one of my coworkers is gonna see fuck what's his name ah, i forgot his name 93 year old uh singer 93 93 tony bennett thank no 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 no, no. somebody else fuck i, I forgot what is engelbert humperdinck something like that <laughs> somewhere closer to that but whatever and i was like that guy's still fucking alive Perry Como. yeah <laughs> that guy's still alive and he's like yeah but he, he like hobbles out he sits in a chair for some for, for most of it I'm like, that's just, fuck. You know, it's it's like, oh, great, you're going to go see him, but what are you going to go see? Right. Because it's really hard to hide that because, yeah, because we see them as young, Mm -hmm. energetic, they're having a great time, running around, having a blast. When they can't do that anymore, shit. Yeah, it sucks. sucks You're just like, holy fuck. But I I guess with actors and actresses, you can hide it better. Yeah, but Hollywood doesn't mess around. Once you start getting to a certain age, they, oh, they go, ship you out. Yeah. yeah, you're done, Arnold. You're done. Yeah. Like you can only get so buff before we, you know, it's, it's it. Look, it's that one hurt for me. When yeah, when, when when Arnold came back after after his whole cheating and made scuffle and all that bullshit, Being governor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When he first came back, I was happy he was back, but I was like, man, he is fucking old. Yeah, like, yeah. He's no longer able to do no, you know, all the things that he was doing. So Hollywood just doesn't play, man. They get rid of people, right? And you can hide some things, and some characters, like Indiana Jones, that's Harrison Ford's character, Han Solo in Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Or Harrison Ford's character, yeah, and his character in Witness. <laughs> huh. But okay, think about it: the Jack Ryan movies. There's like three different Jack Ryans, dude. So they just go and get the next guy. <laughs> none, none shaking. better than Harrison Ford, though. Eric, what? Eric is shaking. His Chris head. Pine is better. No, he's not. Ben Chris Affleck. Pine. Ben, is, ben Affleck was better than Chris. Chris Pine, Pine was a better Jack Ryan. Chris dude. Pine is beautiful. Yeah, he's beautiful, but but uh, what is it? Uh, Alec Harris- Baldwin was a beast. Oh, come Jack on. Jack Ryan. Alec Baldwin's way too hairy. Come on. No, fuck it. It's Hunt for Har- Red October? It, yeah, great, but Done. Harrison I'm, Ford. I'm slapping the mic and walking. Shut up. Harrison Done. Ford, and then it goes Ben Affleck, and then it because Chris Pine is too much of a, too much of a, like a. How ass, dare you, sir? Ass kicker. Yeah, exactly. You know, J- Jack Ryan is, is the analyst, the guy who doesn't want to get involved, but he has to. That's it. Chris Pine was eager to. I was like, no, fuck this. Well, ultimately, I agree with Eric. If the artists, the the musicians mature with their music and things, you know, evolve with them as they get older and they start talking about the things that affect them as they're older instead of trying to keep talking about what the AARP card. Fine. That's fine. But once the actors start going, it's kind of tough. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. Cool, man. Let's get into some Game of Thrones news just real quick. Nothing too crazy, but let, we haven't talked about the prequel too much, and there is a prequel coming out. The prequel is growing, and the, at a, and the cast is at a rapid pace, and today there was announced by The Hollywood Reporter there's five new names. I'm not going to name those names because I don't know who the hell they are, but I, I did get a synopsis of the um, prequel and a title, and I, we didn't talk about this. Uh, allegedly, it's going to be called The Long Night, and here's a little synopsis. 
thousands of years before the events of Game of Thrones, it chronicles the world's descent from the golden age of heroes into its darkest hour. And only one thing is sure. From the horrifying secrets of Westeros history, the true origin of the White Walkers, the mysteries of the East to the Starks of the Legend. Of Legend. The Long Night is expected to take place 8,000 years before the events of Game of Thrones. That's a long time. During the period of Westeros' history known as the Age of Heroes, the title suggests that it will tell the tale of the first coming of the White Walkers when the world was cast into darkness for years. So, a Game, yes. of, a Game of Thrones prequel. Yes. Not being done by Benioff and Weiss, but that's okay. Maybe this is going to be great. Hopefully it is. And not only that, we have a documentary coming out in May about the final season, and it's going to be airing on HBO. And that is on May 26th, and it's supposed to be very, very, very well done. In, in, in this prequel for The Long Night, we're going to get, uh, hopefully, I think it's Brandon the Builder. who's yeah, like the, the first the actual wall. Less the, the liquor. Wall. Uh, Araj, the, ooh, we'll leave it there. But yeah, we'll get Brandon the Builder, but we're going to get a very legendary weapon, which I hope would make an appearance in this coming season of Game of Thrones called Lightbringer, which was a sword that was used to help defeat the White Walkers. Oh, okay. So. Cool. Yeah. Very so, yeah. cool. Very cool. Is uh, George R. R. Martin going to be part of this? Yes, I believe so. Oh, so he's going to slow it down? I, Yeah. I think so. And the book's coming out in November, by the way. Sure it is. Allegedly. Yeah, huh? Yeah. Stop doing interviews. It always irks the shit out of me when he does interviews. You know, he's just, I'm like, dude, you could be writing the book, finishing the book. And he talks about it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then what the, I saw a quote that he, that he told them how it ends, but he didn't know how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. He gave him a synopsis of what he thinks is going to end so yeah. they can end it their way. Exactly. Way. Yeah. And he says that the books are going to be different. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. you have no fucking idea what you're doing. I'm rewatching the entire series with Lorena. Mm-hmm. We're on season two now. He's really digging it. Mm, that's good. So I'm going to watch another episode tonight. That's good. We have an email from OG Rob. Les, you want to read this? Are you going to suck on your inhaler? No, I'm going to put a cough drop. Oh, okay. I don't know. You're grabbing something. I don't know what it is. I'll read it then. Since <laughs> I don't you know. I got it. I don't know. I'll read it. I don't know why, but him just going for meds. I've seen him you know, go for the inhaler and drink. Is, it's just fucking hilarious. I don't know why. Are you going to bring that inhaler to Chicago? Put Mason and spray in the damn face, dude. See what happens <laughs> with that. Dude, you want to show up to Chicago with some purple eyes, dude? <laughs> Are you going to keep doing the thing that may or may not help you stay alive? That's right. Well, Am that's I good something at like, you should make fun of a guy for. Oh, I love it, dude. Whatever, Struthers. <laughs> Struthers, are you still going to take all that Geritol and bring your walker? Maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe I am. <laughs> hey, Sith List. Wow. I feel like I was listening to the podcast version of the Jeremy video. Ooh. How dare you, Rob? This is from Rob. OG Rob, by the yes, way. Yes, sir. After all this time of Roger's poking, the sleeping lion inside of Eric was finally awoken. <laughs> I was I never poke Eric. I'm, just wait, I'm waiting you, for celebration for that. You, you slightly. Wow. Yeah. Did you just say that? I'm going to poke him. I'm going to sleep. Oh, nice. I'm going to crash. We're talking about butt stuff. That's great. <laughs> yeah. As you guys know, I'm a proud native of Seattle to take great pride in the successes of all things associated with the city and state of Washington. But I have to say that the Pearl Jam versions of Baba O'Reilly that I've heard are pretty pedestrian at best. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. <laughs> Go ahead. The only reason I rate them that high is that I know that Eddie and the band have a genuine reverence for The Who and is doing the number as a tribute to them. Right. It's a really tough song to cover, which is probably why not many bands do so. True. Also, I want to say that I really enjoyed Captain America overall. 
but I thought some of the dialogue fell a little flat in spots. I'm thinking he's saying Captain Marvel. Yeah, I was about to say Captain America is a great film. That's yeah. fine. I had a guy in my theater laughing at every line, and I kept thinking to myself, dude, it wasn't that funny. I love all the 90s references and wish they would have shown the full karaoke version of Kiss Me Deadly. Not being familiar with the comic or the character, I thought it was cool that Carol Danvers herself was such a badass before inheriting any power. You haven't talked about it really at all, but The Walking Dead has been good since returning from the mid-season break. The last two episodes in particular have been outstanding. And the lady that plays Alpha should be up for some kind of award because she is awesome at being creepy. And this is coming from someone that doesn't even like the show in general. Oh. I only started watching it because you guys talk about it, or used to anyway. Talk to you later, OG Rob. Yeah, sorry, Rob. We haven't talked about The Walking Dead, but it has picked up. Unfortunately, it got the worst ratings in their history of their show last Sunday, and the shows have been really good. So I don't think the yeah, future I've been is watching. bright. I've, I've actually but been But the episodes have been really good. Yes, they have. They have, and we will talk about it once everybody gets updated. I don't think mm-hmm. everybody's updated at this table. No, no, not everybody, no. So we will. Damn it, Eric. Yeah. Damn it, Eric. Yeah, yeah. I'm close, man. All I got to do is watch every single episode yeah, that's ever been made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I will say that the new characters are great. And yeah. the whispers have been done really well. Yes. And it is surviving without Rick Rimes, which I didn't think it was a possibility. Yeah. yeah. So they've done, the writers have done a great job. I think the showrunners moving to the other show, Fear, I think has helped tremendously. And it has the old feel of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, still some stuff that I don't like about it, but it, hey, not every show is perfect. Not every show is Breaking Bad. That's for sure. And also, thank you for weighing in on that uh, Pearl Jam stuff, but we don't need your opinion on that anymore. Ah! Hey, if you want to... Th- this is not a live cover of the song, but this band, the guy I know these guys, Stir, they're called. They, were, they had a hit in the late 1990s. Uh, with a song called "Looking For," mm-hmm. and uh, really good band, man. They did a cover of Baba O'Reilly that was on their, I don't think their third studio album got released before they Capital let them go. Um, is that who they were with, Capital? That feels right. Anyway, regardless, mm-hmm. man, it's out there on the internet. You can look for it. S T I R Stir. They're really good. It's a great cover. You've really stirred my interest on that. Sweet. You know these dad jokes? I wonder if I'm doing a dad joke and I'm not a dad. Is that faux pas? No, no. No, no. That's a good, good one, though, with, the, with throwing paw in there. I like Thank that. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> he just got it. God uh, let's get into our comic book. You need some Robitussin, bro. Yeah, I need some inhaler. Just, uh, let, me, let me have that what, one. Inhale something? Yeah, give yeah. me something to inhale. Oh, oh yeah. You can set yourself up for that one. Mm. Let's talk about comic books and, and movies <laughs> and superheroes. <laughs> we got an Endgame runtime, and it's three hours and five minutes, I believe. So I want to know your guys' opinion on what you guys think about that. Three hours and five minutes for an Endgame runtime. You guys stoked about it? Is that something you would want to see in a Star Wars film? I would. The more Star Wars, the better. But we're crazy yeah and we're crazy fans and we do a podcast but for the normal person like lorena found out and she went what the fuck she's pissed yeah, yeah. she's like three hours there's no way it should be three hours i go well they, they need to finish it all it's a 10 years of culmination yeah. right so what is your opinion on this you guys ex- excited about the three hours yeah boo you're good unless you're very excited about I'm this very, I'm, I'm all good 
All in. Very How about excited. for someone that has children and needs to sit there? If I mean, well, I don't know if you're taking your children to see Endgame, but that's a rough situation. Three hours, right, Eric? That is long. My, I probably wouldn't take my kids to go see it. I just because uh, they're, I'm not going to let them watch Infinity War. There's just parts of it that are a bit yeah, too yeah, much. That's right, long. exactly. Yeah, especially yeah. the end. But yeah. but 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 honestly, that that's a long time for anybody it, that's not a rabid fan. Yeah, exactly. you know, your casual moviegoer to them, that's really long. And to me, could I take a three-hour Star Wars movie? Absolutely, I could. But you're basically you're guaranteeing that people from your row are going to get up to go pee or do something <laughs> during during the film, and that that is a long watch. Now, I think it's a much better idea to do that than it is to try to split it into yet another movie. I think I think it's better keeping it as one, but I don't think it's going to hurt ticket sales or anything like that. But I do think it'll be a point of complaining once yeah. the movie's out there. Yeah, by the by the just a regular fan. That's right. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. How, how long were the Lord of the Rings movies? Three hours. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. Sat yeah. through those. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. did, and yeah. and they were critically acclaimed too. Exactly, by the way. Oscar so. winning. Yeah, I mean, okay, for Return of the King, though, people were very irritated that the movie just seemed to keep going on remember it was yeah. like another ending and then you're like more god damn it yeah oh yeah it just kept going and like, kept going more yeah all right we're done right. here we're done here that's true that's true but in game yeah it's okay I'm, I'm okay yeah no and then and then the crazy thing is i'm gonna get a i'm gonna get a large soda I'm gonna get a giant tub of popcorn I'm and like, a catheter bag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was next. I'm like, I'm out. I'm gonna have to fill up. And that you're gonna soda. wear some Depends. Yeah, shit. Because yeah, because there's no good NASA training first. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, wear so. the diapers and stuff. Fuck yeah, because yeah, I'm I'm gonna sit there for the entire thing. I'm gonna watch all the way to the end of the credits, all of it. You know, the the whole spiel. Probably gonna sit in that chair for a good four hours. You know, but before and after the movie's over. So yeah, yeah. No, it it, it is a lot, but. It's it's time. It's it's what what I expected and what I wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I have no no qualms with it. Externals, Les. What do you know about the externals? Eternals. Oh, it's it's the Eternals. Yeah, it's the Eternals. I'm sorry, externals. <laughs> the external of the Eternals. Yeah. <laughs> externals. What do you know? <laughs> eternals. What do you know about Eternals, Les? Do you know anything about them? <laughs> Boo's dying laughing. I was like, that's new. Who are the, the externals? externals? There's a new, there's a new uh, franchise coming Man, out. The externals. Like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> external hard drives. Yeah, what do you know about it? What is, <laughs> well, there are, actually, you know what? No, no, no. Listen. Tech talk, yeah. There is the externals. There is? Oh, fuck But they're Chris. an offshoot of the mutants. Okay, thank the maker. Where there's like <laughs> an immortal, like an Illuminati type See, of I thing. See, I knew I heard it somewhere. Called the externals, if I'm not mistaken. People can at me and help correct on that if need be. Okay, the... <laughs> Oh, I wrote. Oh, that's why I wrote the externals. It's the internal. Okay. So the internals. The, the, the reason the why internals. Now, what are those? The eternals. Uh, the, the internals. Oh God, I'm losing it. The e- eternals. What do they do? Burrow into stuff and. <laughs> I'm gonna burrow into you right now. If you don't quiet down, no. bastard. You, you son horrible, of a horrible biscuit burner. Now, the reason I'm bringing these guys up, this franchise that I've fucked up on, the Hollywood Reporter is saying that Angelina Jolie is in talks. Mm-hmm. to be the lead star in a Marvel film. And they're going to bring this kind of franchise into the next phase. And the Eternals, 
were who whatever were cra- were created by Jack Kirby in 1976 after he returned to Marvel Comics following a jump to DC. And then he tried to make something called the New Gods. Yes. It didn't work out. Well, well, the New Gods did work out. Well, not at that time it didn't work no, out. No, but the New Gods gave us Darkseid. Oh, so the New Gods gave us that character. Yeah, Darkseid is is uh, one of the guys that goes against the New Gods. So yeah, there's Darkseid and Orion, Genesis and Apocalypse, Big Barda, yeah. Mr. Miracle. A few characters came out of that. Okay, and then the Eternals are very similar to that. There's something like that where the Celestials were supposed to be the big players after the one above all, it's the Celestials who like, mm-hmm. and we've seen Celestials in the movies. Right. In the Guardian movies, they've made appearances. They're the ones that created the Eternals to be defenders of planets or defenders of Earth. Who created the Externals? I don't, I don't want to say. Okay. I, I don't want to give Rob Liefeld credit. All right. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm not going to say anything. But Angela Jolie, A-lister, and uh, sh- this might be the next wave of Avengers, right? That'd be huge. Well, correct. Uh, no, not well. I, I wouldn't say Avengers necessarily. Mixed, I'm saying like in that phase of films, if, are they going to be a combined universe into the MCU? Yeah, they don't, but, they don't fuck around with the MCU. Oh no, absolutely. But but I, I I I wouldn't say new Avengers, but I'd say big players as far as you know the you know like like Tony Stark's. That's you know that's the end game up there. They're literally the end game. There's people above them, but they're the next step as far as super, you know, universe ending kind of people kind of shit. Yeah. And, and, and it might dive into more of like Les was saying, you know, with the, with the Beyonders and, you know, the, uh, the, uh, what is it? The one above all and stuff yeah. like that, which is, which should be Stanley, but that's just a joke, you know, stuff like that. So <laughs> I, I, I think it'll, I think it'll push that idea of that there's bigger shit. There's not just, you know, Thanos trying to destroy the world. But you just said that name, and actually Thanos is an eternal. That's right. That's Thanos right. is an eternal. In the books. In the books. Yeah, that's right. He's the mad titan from Titan in the mm-hmm. movies, but he was part of the Eternals at wow. some point. Okay. Yeah. Um, but here's my speculation on who Angelina Jolie will be cast as, which is there's a character named Cersei, Ooh. and she was in the Avengers. Interesting name. She was part of... Uh, Avengers versus X-Men. Um, I think it was called Blood Ties. But it wasn't Avengers versus X-Men. It was Avengers, X-Men, Blood Ties. And she was part of the team at the time. But um, that's who that's who makes sense because Angelina Jolie kind of has the same look, black hair, fair skin. So we'll go from there. But to get Angelina Jolie to throw her hat into the ring, that's good. That means they're starting to get other people and they're not afraid to get someone a little bit older. Not that I'm... Hating on her age at all. Okay, I just I just hope that we don't run into another Ben Affleck situation where we got a major A lister and then they kind of just fade away after a couple years. I don't know for her. You know what I mean? You know the the the, the fact that Robert Downey Jr. stayed on this long. I give kudos to him, and you know he, he is getting a massive paycheck. But no matter what, there's been plenty of actors like uh, what's his name, Christian Bale, stepped away from being Batman, and they offered him what. 75 million 50 million or something yeah, like that Yeah, they offered him a ridiculous amount of so, money they said he regrets it to yeah, this day I, I i bet he does but uh but you know but it, it happens i i just don't want to be disappointed you know that kind of thing you know, with uh with changes i guess you know like uh the, the the only one that i can think of is Rhodey, where it was terrence howard and now it's um don Cheadle. don Cheadle. yeah it, it's a small one but it doesn't look good and yeah. i don't like it so so i i just hope I just hope that they 
are able to keep her in as long as as long as it's suitable and not just for a couple movies or one yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my only fear with major A listers. They're A listers. They can do whatever the hell they want True. And, and they can, you know, make whatever movie they want. So that's but that's my I'm only gonna fear. go out on a limb on this and say maybe she's doing the Kate Blanchett thing. Like she did with uh oh, what was the one offer. No, but just to do it for her kids. Mm-hmm. Because she did Maleficent, if I'm not mistaken. And right? she didn't get a sequel for her kids, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the movie made so much money, they're making a sequel. Yeah, so she's like, I did it so my kids could be like, oh, hey, there's mommy. Got me. Okay. The posters came out, by the way, and they're really cool. And they have the people that survived, the people that didn't. And we see that some people that we didn't know died, died. Like Shuri. Okay, hold on. Does that mean they died because of the coloring? Yes. Yes. If they have color, color, they're alive. If it's in black and white, they're They're dead. dead. Except for Vision. Vision has a slice of color, if you notice. It's the only one that's dark. Because he died before. It has a line. Uh, They can bring him back. They probably turn him back. But who can turn him back on is the question. Yeah. Well, well, Tony and and, and, uh, Bruce Banner can turn him back on, I guess. Well, I think Scarlet. Which can turn her back on. No, she, you know what I mean? She, ah, you know I, mean, I mean, when she comes back from dust. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know what I'm saying, Eric? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Eric? Uh, I'm just disappointed that I didn't get to make that joke because oh. that's just the exact sort of thing I would have said. But yeah, <laughs> ace job. Thank ace you. Oh, killer. Thank you. It wasn't faux pas. Oh, no. Okay. Lord. Before we get into our Shazam sneak preview, Schmeels and Deals uh, review, that is going to be non spoilery because nobody's seen it really. Um, I want to talk to Eric about a band that he probably doesn't like. I want to do a strumming with Struthers about a band that's getting a lot of hubbub lately because they have a sh- movie out on Netflix. And it's called The Dirt. My brother saw the film and he said, I have to watch it. And he said, it's an amazing movie and it's so much, it's just so crazy and it, it encapsulates the time of the 80s perfectly. Um, but I know Eric is not a fan of Vince Neil. Not a huge fan, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as musicians, Motley Crue, where do you put them in the, I don't know, in the, pantheon. how rev- relevant were, in the Pantheon, how relevant were they for this, their time? Oh, they were huge, man. The Motley Crue was a big deal. They, I, I was way into them when I was young. So and, was I. And people love them. They, I saw them on the, I guess it would have been the Girls, Girls, Girls tour. Oh, nice. They... I mean, my band, we play a medley of crew tunes. It's really oh. pretty clever. I pat myself on the back every time we do it. But it's they were very much their own sound. There were so many bands of that era that sort of started to sound all the same. And they were very easily identifiable. Uh, Vince Neil, I mean, he's he's never been a great singer. It's not like you listen to him and think, "Oh my gosh, he's it's the the next the next iteration of David Coverdale." No, it's but they did. They were like that perfect storm where everything came together and somehow they were greater than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they changed the big, game a little bit, didn't they? In in, in the eighties, they, they they made they the did. hair bands. They they made them a thing. Yeah, yeah. They and one of the things that was cool about Molly Crew, and this is like a, a from a musical standpoint, is that uh, they they tune down one full step all the time. So like instead of being a standard tuning guitar, which is an E, and then you'd have bands that would like tune down a half step E flat. 
um, Guns N' Roses was one, Van Halen was one. Um, they tuned everything was down a full step to D, and that's why it gave them that that really like that lower edgy sound and and it's something they stuck with. They, I mean, that was like from the beginning, right? But they're so massive. They were such the epitome of an '80s hair band. Not even '90s. I'm sorry. Did, did they Dr. have a Feelgood, rival of Dr. any Feelgood kind? Doctor came out in the '90s, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but they were the are- the epitome of the arena rock band. Did, they didn't have yeah. like a, a contemporary at the time. I know. People like it was try like to, the Beatles and the Stones. No, right? people try or, to rip them off. Like uh, Poison came out very uh, soon after, uh, and they try to rip them off. Especially Brett Michaels' look kind of was like very Vince uh, Neilish. Okay. But everybody tried to get rip everybody off back then um, in the eighties. Yeah. The hair bands. I mean, uh, Warrant, Rat. I mean, everybody did their thing. Rat. Hey, redhead. You know, some jammers, dude. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, round and round. Stephen Pierce. Stephen Pierce is not a great singer, but I'll tell you what is interesting about Rat is the for. I mean, Warren Demartini, the lead guitar player, his phrasing and stuff is amazing. The only other guitar player that even sounds remotely like his lead style is probably George Lynch. They were mm. they were like kind of pals, but it's the rhythm. Their approach to rhythm guitar is tremendous. A lot of people think about Van Halen as being this this amazing lead player, and of course Eddie Van Halen is. He, you know, really figured out what worked for him and was very innovative. But it's the rhythm guitar stuff. Listen to Panama. Listen mm-hmm. to the intro of that with the the rhythm guitar. So. You know, all that stuff, that's really cool. Now, Motley Crue, like I said, what made them, they were very blues-influenced, whether you would hear it or not. Mick Mars was big into that style of thing. Yeah, listen to songs like uh, his his lead guitar style. Listen to, um, well, songs like Same Old Situation. That is totally just a you know a pretty standard like kind of blues progression a one four five sort of thing huh. um and you when you listen to mix like his note choices and stuff in his solos now the one thing that they they caught a lot of grief for in the era of the guitar hero because that was never Mick Mars he was never a guitar hero no like that. When you listen to the uh, the solo, probably one of their most famous songs, you'd have to agree, be Home Sweet Home. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so you've got this guitar solo. That's, it is, it's cool, but it starts out and it's like got this tremolo pick. Which just means basically you pick as fast as you can. But it, it's not in time. It's not. It's basically he's just trying to move the pick as quick as he can and hope that he gets notes under his fingers. It's <laughs> effective and it fits in there. But you know, a lot of your like top tier mechanical excellent guitar players would make fun of that. That's that's interesting because Kickstart My Heart also has this epic guitar solo. But on top of that guitar solo is the vocal noises of a guitar right with like an auto-tune sound as well on top of the guitar solo if you listen to it is it straight guitar solo and kickstart my heart let me think about this for a second 
You know, at the end of it goes, kickstart my heart. Oh, yeah. But I that's, think, a, that's, that's a talk box. That's a talk box. But aren't they doing the talk box on top of the guitar solo as well? Maybe. Maybe he's okay. using it during the guitar solo. Dude, I haven't heard it in so long. Like, yeah. when we play it as part of our medley, we bypass the guitar solo. Because you have to get into that stupid bridge, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like, when we started this band, I was reading it at that yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we kick some ass. I'm gonna have to go listen to that now just yeah. to see. Let's yeah, see, let me see. Her. But I, I wanted to talk about them because the movie's getting a lot of press and a lot of stuff on, and it's supposed to be a pretty decent movie, and it's pretty much about Nikki Six's experience. He kind of narrates the whole thing and how crazy and wild they were in the '80s and '90s and in Los Angeles and. I can imagine. I can just imagine. Mm-hmm. Talk about trials and tribulations. Uh, you know, they've gone through overdoses. Uh, Vince Neil was was guilty of vehicular mm-hmm. manslaughter. He killed somebody. Uh, so I mean, they've they've done it all. Tommy Lee. I'll just say that. Just say his name, and you know you what that means, know. right? Yeah. If you if you like Motley Crue, definitely check out the film. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard some great things about it. Uh, I haven't seen it, but it's weird because, you know, like I said, I play in a band, just this gig I had last weekend, the couple of the dudes in the band were talking about it. And it seems to me that among musicians, it's been not well regarded. Oh, okay. That, that's been my finding. But as, and, and I don't think it's just because like the people that are, playing the music in the movie i don't think it's that i just think it's like the people who are like way into motley crew and play music have been like yeah not my not good okay well we're gonna end this episode talking about shazam and we are going to give our quick review and non-spoiler review we had the opportunity to go see it a couple weeks early it's coming out in a couple weeks remember to keep it in 280 characters that's right we're not supposed to go crazy on it right uh it's pretty much big Tom Hanks is big meets Christopher Reeves as Superman mm. all in one. The first 10 minutes of the film, I was like, "Uh Oh, I hope this film picks up because I wasn't too impressed. But right when that kid from it shows up, he steals the show. Takes over, my, yeah. He took over and it was funny. It was heartwarming. It has a great story. It's about a foster kid and a foster family. I just thought it was done very, very well. And, and, and it's something you could take your kids. There's some, the, the violence is, is pretty campy in yeah. some parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's a really cool payoff at the end. Mm-hmm. And there's funny lines. I mean, the theater was rolling and laughing from, from 10 minutes on all the way the to end. the end. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It was really done well. And Zachary Levi was champion. And this shared universe thing is a go on this film, correct? I mean, well, we're not going to kill anything. We're not going to say anything. They just- did things that a lot of people will ask for that make a shared universe. You know, just the little things that count. They did these things and you go, you know what? That's all I need. Yeah. And that's what I've been talking about all these years is like just something that alludes to. They did. They did. The what- presence of things. And yeah. it was great the way they did. That. A lot of alluding. Yeah. Yes. They Heavy. did what, uh, what the Netflix shows did. Where it's in the same universe, they have articles, they talk about them. There, you know, the mm-hmm. the event happened. Oh, I'm not giving anything away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not. Yeah, okay. you see the kid wearing an Aquaman yeah. shirt, and that, he, and he that, shows him the bullet yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. You see that in the trailer. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah the so. kid wears shirts from this different superheroes. Exactly. He's like, dude, the guy talks to you, badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, go for it. Let's continue. Uh, what I got out of it was more uh, Peter Pan mm. slash Hook kind of thing. Yeah, it felt the like movie that. Hook, uh, where he's got to discover everything mm-hmm. again or discover what makes him who he is. He's the boy who, you know, it's a kid in a god's body, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, just stumbling through things and yeah it was great it was great the whole yeah. story yeah you're right the fa- the the foster family thing mm-hmm. me i've had somewhat of that experience so i was kind of it hit me just a little bit you know but right. it was actually fun it was just really really fun to watch it was it was a, it was exactly what you want out of that movie it knew what it was yes it, it knew it was this fun campy ridiculous at times film and we're gonna go with it. it it's it's what i thought lord and miller would have done with solo mm. and and if that's what they would have done with solo i wouldn't have been happy yeah but <laughs> i was happy with shazam does that make sense it was very much like lord and miller comedy and coming of age becoming an adult mm-hmm. when you're not an adult kind of thing it was just really really good so i i, I hope it makes tons of money and to me, that's three winners in a row for them. Absolutely. That's Wonder Woman, that's Aquaman, and that's mm-hmm. – they, they, I think, have their – they have the right path right yeah, now. They yeah, together, they finally yeah. got their shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what they should have done from the beginning, not done this whole – Push you know, the universe push idea. Push the universe idea and, and done this. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Eric, definitely take your kids, I think, to this one. I think they'll really enjoy it. And, and, yeah, and, I'd it, like it, and I'd it is a family that. kind of film. Yes, Definitely a family film. Yeah. So we definitely give it a Sithless seal of approval. Check out Shazam. Zachary Levi is going to become one of your favorites in this, mm-hmm. in this uh, whole universe of superheroes and stuff like that. So do that. All right, man. I think this wraps up this episode. This is a fun little episode. We talked a little crew. We talked a little aging rock stars. We got a Strumming mm-hmm. with Strothers in there. We got some Star Wars in there. Some Walking Dead here and there. It's a little potpourri of fandom. Little dad joke here and there. A couple. Nobody talks shit on Eddie Vedder. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. All is right with the world. Yeah. I was going to say something about aging rock stars, about Eddie, but he doesn't age. Actually, he does, he does age, but he's, look, look, he's, I, he's I, aging I, gracefully. The wheels are turning over there. Eric's going, okay, what could I... <laughs> Eric's shaking his head. He's going to he's he's lay off. He's going to lay off tonight. <laughs> he's looking right at me. No, dude, I just, I was waiting for a joke about me because in. Me too. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what are we going to talk about, Eric? No, this is is too close to celebration. I don't want to have any kind of animosity animosity or ill will towards each other. We're going to have fun at celebration. I can't, this is going to be great. Because when I try to poke that bear, I want to be like, I want to be, yes. There's no poking of bears. I can't wait. I can't wait to hang out with We're going to be hanging out, man. This is going to be great, dude. Here, here's the thing about jokes like that, too, by the way. It reminds me of whenever I was younger, I was in a motorcycle accident, and my face got torn up a little bit. And um, I was at McDonald's the next day, and there was this elderly man with his face, like, right here by me, just, like, staring at my jawline. And, I mean, like, I gave him the stink eye, and he just wouldn't turn away. And I finally turned and said, do you think I don't know it's there? I'm very aware it's there. You know? And so it's just like that. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm old as shit. I get it. We didn't even talk we about didn't you. say anything. My I, God. I, to, to tell you the truth, I didn't even 
think about I bringing did. Struthers. Up. You I, did? I, I oh, did. I, I, I thought I thought that's I where I was going. I didn't. was like, what's the rock about to say? Yeah, exactly. It kind of it kind of sounded that way, but it's all good. All right, so we will catch you next week on episode number 139 of The Sith. This is Robot Tesla.